I'm so glad this is a, a remote podcast so that you can't smell my breath. <laughs> well, well, I am too, Simone. That would, uh, oh, I know you <laughs> that are. Every time, every time we start the show, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Say a little Ooh. prayer. Yeah, we dodged a bullet this week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. How are you doing, Christina? It was really delicious, okay? I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not going to judge you for eating sausage. Like, you're just cramming you know? sausages down. I'm eating Taco you told Bell, us. so. Oh, you told I us. did tell you. Okay, okay. You did you're like, us. I have to shove sausage in my mouth. And we were like, okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh. I'm like, does she even know? Does, <laughs> this is the big question with Simone. It's like, does she know? <laughs> I don't think like, you know. <laughs> I think specifically I said I was going to horf some sausage. So. Horf some sausage, yes. And I did. I just did. Okay. And some beans. That could be an overshare. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm um, not going to be the judge of that. I just, you know, we gave you 10 minutes to horf your sausage, and yes, now we're did. doing Rocket. So, Christina, and now we have a show title. If we do. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Christina is in Seattle, keeping it very classy with your new, uh, I think you just got some merch, Christina? I did. I did. So oh. uh, uh, I, I got the Taco, I, I, not Taco Bell. I'm eating Taco Bell. I got the KFC shirt. I, <laughs> yes. I got the Colonel Sanders shirt. And here's the only problem. <clears throat> I ordered it as a small because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a small. Yeah. It's like a men's small. And it's like a very large man would be a small in that. So oh. it's a very big shirt. Oh, so no. it's gargantuan. So I'm kind of upset in that I don't know. I think I can make the I don't know if I can pull the look off. I'm really, I'm really concerned. I don't know. Can you maybe you should do it? Like exchange it? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was the smallest size they offered. Oh no. So, yeah, just take it to a shop and like get it. Like you get you, you need tailor to pay the money to get taco, tailored or, for Sorry, your yeah. KFC my shirt. KFC shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you should. Oh do my that. god! Or I mean, first steps first. Put it through the wash and the dryer and yes. see what happens. <laughs> Fair enough. First steps yeah. first. Do the risky thing that cannot be fixed. Second step: pay for a professional to resize it for you. <laughs> That's that's my mo always. I would be I would feel very betrayed to be honest. I expected more from KOC merch than this, Christina. It's, yeah, inclusivity. I mean, it came from it, well, and it came from Staples, which was the funniest thing. I thought that maybe Staples just did the website, but maybe they just do the shipping. I don't know, but like it it, it was like shipped with like a, a Staples like, um, a, you know, like shipment bag, and I was like, what what did I get from Staples? And I was like. Oh, right. A week ago, we were recording Rocket, and <laughs> I made bad life choices, right, as right, one does. Right. Ah, well, I, I just, I f- I'm disappointed in them. I'm disappointed. I love the shirt, though. I mean, my yes. husband, I, I told him, I was like, it's ridiculous. And he was like, uh-huh. I was like, no, you're not ready for how ridiculous this is. He's like, uh-huh. I was like, no, you think that I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but this is really insane. <laughs> and then he turns around, and he's like, and he just like, he just shakes his Did head and walks off. Did you post pictures? <laughs> By chance? I did. I did actually. There's an uh, there's an okay. Instagram link in our in our uh, chat, so you can add oh, that to the show thank notes, you. so that people Fantastic. can see my amazing shirt and see that I am like when I when I'm talking on Rocket about oh I'm going to buy this. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, I actually am, which is really scary. <laughs> this also is what's horrifying. great about the child free lifestyle that we <laughs> really lead. Is. You know, it's, it really like, it's like I was actually yeah. I was thinking to myself. I was like. This is why I don't own property because <laughs> 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 
true, though. It's so true. Oh, my goodness. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone DeRochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Christina Warren, Senior Content Project Manager at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Democratized Candidate for Congress. <laughs> That's what it says in the doc. I don't make That's this it. up. I'm going to go it. ahead and correct that for once. Yeah. Democratic yeah. Candidate for Congress, soon to be representative, <laughs> and then I will be redeemed. My you realize mistakes. I'm going to actually win this election and you're still going to be unable to say the last thing. And then we're just going to be going forward and it's going to be awkward. I, I really can't wait till you have a nice. Actually, no, you've never had an easy title because what was it before? It was um, head of development, head of development, head of development, yes. which is a really difficult thing to say smoothly. Christina has always been my golden girl. <laughs> Christina's got my back. Right now, her title is a, a string of nonsense words that I cannot remember the order that they come in, but they're all important, and that's great. <laughs> Democratic candidate for Congress. I think I've got it, except that I, I always write it down incorrectly, but I can't wait till you're like the president or something, and then I can just yeah, say- Yeah, that's going to be great. Brown that's going to be president. awesome. United president States. of the world. We'll have to yeah. name what country it will be. That and hopefully will be this will still be the United States at that point. But oh. we'll just have to see how history goes at this point. It's kind of shaky. Yeah. Um, let's talk tech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tech news. <laughs> so we are building up to uh, a rumored and pretty firm Apple event on September 12th, which will announce the new phones and the potential new Apple Watch that will be released before the holidays this year. Uh, this was and reported by Apple Wall Street TV. Journal. And new Apple TV? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding because no one cares about the Apple oh, TV I thought except you were, for me. I thought you were being no, serious. I, I was like, no, I didn't see really that is, the They really are supposed to have a 4K. They really are supposed to have a 4K Apple TV. I'm just saying no one but me cares. I would I would pay. I'd be very excited about Apple TV. I didn't have to reboot six times a week. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, yeah. God, the other day I thought mine broke. It wouldn't. Just, it was not showing up on the, the TV. And then I realized I didn't want to watch The Defenders anyway, and it was doing me <gasps> a favor. You shut your mouth. You I, shut your mouth, I've Simone. Tried Defenders to start is it great. Three times. Oh. Okay. The oh. new or secondary dessert is going to be you selling me on the Defenders. Okay. Okay. Um, I can do that. But returning to the Apple <laughs> event, <laughs> which I am super, super excited for. We talked last week about Samsung's new phones, and I was like, oh my God, suddenly like I have this feeling of longing for a new, a new friend that I have in my pocket every day. And combined with that, I uh, recently, my case for my phone broke and I threw it away in a fit of rage and immediately my screen became scratched, um, which has never happened to me before. So I'm like, it, I guess it's time. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry about it. But it's time for a new phone. I'm super, super excited to see what they're doing. So a Wall Street Journal reported that they'd be doing a 10th anniversary showcase iPhone with edge to edge display and face recognition technology and the big and beautiful and wonderful and then do you guys think we're getting updates to the seven or are we skipping the seven s and going right to the eight i am very interested in christina's take on that because i don't know i'm confused yeah, yeah. I, I don't either because i feel like if they call it seven s and seven s plus and then mm. they have eight or iphone pro i feel like that's oh, gonna God. be weird but that might be what they do they might have iphone pro and then iPhone 7S and iPhone 7S Plus. Ugh. 
yeah, I'm not I'm not on board with that naming. But I mean, this has been the march the march forward that they've they've kept the model from the year before and made it the cheaper phone. It's just when the iPhone has stayed the same for this long, do you really think they can get away with like bringing a flagship phone to the market even if it's the lesser model with that older form factor? Yes. I mean, I you do? Okay. Maybe, I do. Maybe I'm I, wrong. Yeah. I do just because, A, I think that they will really be pushing, you know, the Pro or whatever we're going to call it, the iPhone 10, whatever. Yeah, whatever I the really name is don't going want to it to be called the Pro, but. Yeah. Or actually the yeah. iPhone 10. I have no I good know. suggestions for it. That's why I don't I, work at Apple. Right. I mean, you know, but I think, I think whatever that is, that will obviously be the one that you will see in all the ads and everything else. And I do think it will be difficult for them to kind of position the lesser phone that's still more expensive. But I don't, I don't see them overhauling three new form factors. Like I don't see that happening at all. So yeah, I think, I, th- I think that maybe they'll make some refinements, maybe. But I think the basic case will be the same, um, just because it's, it's a matter of, of you know, scale at this point and, and of manufacturing. Um, how well they'll do with it, I mean, I think depends. I think that that then potentially becomes part of their lower cost strategy you know, um, and, and maybe a strategy to move into markets where they're never going to sell $1,000 cell phones. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's difficult though, right? Because I do think that when you, if, I mean, it does very, seem very clear that this is what's going to happen. They are going to essentially be splitting the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where you have the people who, like like us, who are, want the new one and are going to pay for it. And then people who just don't have the money or the inclination to wait and are going to be stuck getting something that feels older, even if it's has, you know, latest and greatest specs. I can definitely see that. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago when Apple leaked that, uh, you know, the, the cost was going to be much higher for this phone. I mean, I really saw that as Apple managing expectations behind the scene. They did the exact same thing with the headphone jack, like they let it leak what was going to happen to kind of prep the public for it. And they're doing the same thing with the price. And I think you're dead on. If they bring in another one of those iPhone models at a lower price point, I do think that will take a lot of the pain away because, you know, then it's like the suckers like you and I, Christina, like we're the ones <laughs> shelling out a thousand dollars for it. Phones. I, I, I would say this though, and it, it, it's worth remembering that when Touch ID was introduced, Apple was slow to bring that across their product lines. But it does give me pause if they're going to be bringing these new paradigms out, uh, particularly like in the SDK. They right. found some things with like, uh, you know, edge motions at the very bottom uh, for the edge to edge display that we're expecting and the, the facial uh, recognition unlock technology. I am a little bit hesitant because if they're introducing new gestures to go along with the iPhone, it just seems like kind of a you know a less punchy, comprehensive event if all the things in that line don't have it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I totally 100% agree with you. But I think that they're going to face that problem regardless, right? Because even if, let's say, every phone in the lineup had all those features, you would still have lots and lots of, of legacy, you know, hundreds of millions of legacy devices that don't. Yeah. So I think that whether they do it or don't, there's still going to be this, this, you know, like you said, like kind of the touch ID period, or I think even, even a, a 3d touch is a better example because that has yeah. really only been on the, the iPhone success and the seven, you know, it didn't come to the yeah. iPad. It's not on uh, the SE. Um, and uh, you know, so developer uptake on that hasn't been, you know, it's there, but it's, it's almost kind of more of a, 
okay, I'll, I'll do some, I'll make it a context menu, but I'm not going to do really inventive stuff with it, even though you could. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do kind of, I, I, I'm with you, but I, I feel like they're going to be in that weird in the middle period moving to these new paradigms, whether it's on one phone or three, just because of how many legacy phones they have and how many phones that even if they, at this event, if not everything has it, never, never forget that they're still going to be selling, you know, last year's generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, if those, those you are still going to be for saturation, there's forcibly yeah, going to be a ton are, of people who are not ready to update. Right. But also, you know, Apple historically sells the older models for a discount for another year. So mm-hmm. you would have like the, the, the seven, you know, and the seven plus entering in, you know, being lower cost. So I, I, I mean, I agree that it's a weird mark. It's a weird way to kind of show off your stuff. And it, and it definitely takes away from the other phones. But I have a feeling that they are just going to make the event primarily focused on the new one and kind of, you know, give kind of like what they've done in the past with at Mac events where they'll show off a new Mac and a new design. And then kind of in the cliff notes mention, oh, by the way, the Mac that has the the CD-ROM drive, the super drive is still around, you know, yeah. and it's getting <laughs> yeah. an update. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It, it, yeah. It, will, it will get kind of a, a, a cursory, you know, mention. Bless its but, heart. <laughs> but, 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 but most of the focus is just going to be on the on the new iPhone and that's going to be, you know, where their focus will be. Now, the interesting thing I think will be <clears throat> what happens next year. Mm-hmm. So this year, once they, 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 they've, they've split the product line, right, which is, uh, already, it was arguably split between you know the the, the plus and the, and the regular um, this year with the the cameras, right? They, that was the first time they'd done it. Now they're going to bifurcate it even more. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious to see what happens in 2018 because do they continue on that path or do you try to move to a place of parity? Hmm. I yeah. was wondering if you think that they're updating the SE. If we've heard anything about that. That's such ha- a good question. That's I a mean, great question. Yeah, they should. I haven't heard any rumors. I would at love all on that. that. Yeah, so I, I'm in a weird place where I would love. I I don't want to switch to a bigger phone just because of the weight of it and because of the the wrist stuff that I've been experiencing. And I'm cons- I like the idea of the SE. I like how small it is, and I think that, that might be easier on my hands, but. I am accustomed to certain things because I have the success and I am quite fond of it. So I don't know. It, it's really going to be a, a wait and see sort of thing for me. It's hard to go back to that smaller screen. Like I was, uh, I was playing with one the other day. You can barely tweet on it, you know? Um, and, you know, speaking of like the wrist stuff, Simone, like something I've noticed is uh, because you have to like hold the whole weight of the, the iPhone 6 Plus on like your pinky as you use it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I use it more than my Mac. And I've definitely like, noticed you know stress repetition uh mm-hmm. muscle strain there so yeah i'm right there with you um i like i've envied that you haven't done the damage and gotten used to the really big phone yet though. i know yeah no know. same although this is one of the reasons why i'm really looking forward to the new phone though because if the dimensions that everybody's kind of laying out are correct then it'll have a bigger screen than the current plus but it will be a smaller form factor yes that would be excellent. so which I, which to me means hopefully Kate Spade will finally make a wallet case, oh. you know, for my phone because that's been a nightmare over the last year because it is a weird thing. Like I, I moved to the Plus and I was against moving to the Plus and I did it for the camera and I still don't know if it was really worth it, although having that extra camera was really nice, but getting the better battery life was, was also nice. But, you know, I, I've gotten used to it for the most part and now honestly people's regular size phones look weird to me. Yeah. But it still feels too big. So I'm really looking forward to 
still having a big screen, but not having this gargantuan mm-hmm. thing sticking out of my back pocket. And that's what Samsung did too, right? With the, the S8 oh, yeah. that's coming out. They have bigger screen, but I think same but, but form smaller factor. body. Oh, yeah, smaller? same form factor. Oh, no, no, same form factor. You're right, same bigger form. screen, same form okay. factor. But, but, but the S7 was kind of when they really started that, where they kind of slimmed everything down and, and made, you know, bigger screen, you know, than before and, and smaller form factor. And so Samsung, yeah, really kind of pioneered that. And and I th- I'm i glad that, that it looks like Apple is going to be going in that direction. And that's mm-hmm. what happens when you're able to get rid of bezels. Like, Thank there's you. so much extra space. So what do you two want most from the new phones? Um, well, I think it's like Christina said. I want the bigger screen in a smaller, lighter form factor. What I want to see is better battery life. I mean, I Heck don't know yeah. if I'm just weird, yeah. but I have the I have the seven plus. This is a new battery. It's not shot in hand to God. I have to charge it at least two or three times a day. Yeah, like from dead, Oof. just because it's uh, I use it that much, you know. Um, I mean, mine, mine, mine just drains battery, and part of it I think is that last week I did finally move to um, the iOS 11 developer betas. I'd been running them on my iPad for a while, and I finally moved on my phone. Um, and some some of that I think there is some battery drain issues. They haven't resolved with iOS 11. Um, it, it is still the beta, but part of it, you know, I don't know what's going on with my phone. And this was one that I set up as brand new a year ago. So it doesn't have all the cruft on it like my other ones did. And I don't know if it's just pulling stuff all the time or what it is, if it's weak radios. But I'm like you, Brie, like I don't charge it maybe that frequently, but I have to charge it a lot. And I know when I leave for the day, if I'm leaving, you know, for a full day out someplace, I would like to have a battery pack with me just in Mm -hmm. case I'm gone for more than 10 hours. And that's with the plus. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. it's the exact same with me. I, I carry a giant uh, battery in my Kate Spade bag just because of exactly what you said. So what, and I think this is, you know, this is something I've really been experimenting lately with Anchor because uh, I do have a ton of batteries at home and I've started experimenting with like, okay, what's the fastest way to charge my iPhone? How long does it take with this? And the Anchor quick charge technology really does manage to charge the iPhone faster than it does off the official. Apple charger. So what I want to see is Apple really refine that technology. Like if you could even make the phone charge quicker, that would take away a really big pain point with their products. Um, But, you know, bigger battery life, faster charging, that would be amazing. Something I'm really, really concerned about with the lack of bezel is how normal people are going to react to this. And, you know, all of us on this show, like we are hardcore nerds. And I think you've got to, you have to remember like normal people get like a 3d touch context menu and they kind of freak out because they don't know what's going on (laughs) with their phone. With this, you're getting rid of a really intuitive way to go to the home screen. And I know I've seen a lot of people that are confused when you bring up control center and don't know that second screen is there. So I'm, I'm concerned for two reasons. One is UI and usability and discoverability. I think that's going to go down. But for me, what I'm worried about is, uh, you know, the edge gesture of bringing up control center. That often doesn't work super well uh, with really high intensity, uh, you know, games or anything's really computationally heavy. I've noticed when I'm using Pixelmator to try to like edit a, a photo on my phone, it's not super great at that because like the software is chugging along and it's kind of trying to decide which input to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm concerned about not being able to like 
close down apps that are failing. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's like really trusting software for something. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people who is a compulsive app closer, and I will not mm-hmm. hear anything against it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Hmm. I am. I'm really excited to, I guess, see, see what happens. This is this is going to be an event. I, I they'll yeah. definitely make it an event because it's the 10 year anniversary. So <laughs> no matter what they they ultimately come out with, I think it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, no, and 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 I, I mean, you know, it, it seems like right now, like it's unclear if they're going to have it at the the new, you know, Steve Jobs Theater or if it's going to be, you know, with Bill Graham um, Civic Auditorium. Um, I think obviously, if if they could, provided the, the new campus is ready, that would be a great place to show it off. Yeah, um, and and that would be really cool. Um, I'm 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 kind of sad I'm not going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So before we move on, um, the other news I really want to talk about this event is Apple Watch. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just really going to be honest with you guys. Um, A while back, my Apple Watch uh, got broken to the point where it was literally scalding my flesh when I wore it because the battery would get so hot. And Apple's really cool. They gave me a free repair and sent me a new one. But just hand to God being completely honest with you guys, I've never even bothered to sync it with my iPhone because the only thing I use it for is to measure my heart rate when I'm working out and like roughly estimate my calorie count. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have other you know, stuff for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, but this is like, it looks good and I've got it. Right. So what I really, I don't want to use the word fail cause I don't think the Apple watch is a failure, but I, I, I don't think it's a success. I, I really don't. I agree don't. with you. I agree with you. I've, I've thought a lot about this because I'm kind of in a similar position. You know, I bought, I spent $800 on an Apple Watch in April of 2015. Yeah. And I wear it every day because when you spend $800 on something, you might yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had an instance last week, it was, it was like a week ago, where for whatever reason, I changed the band on my watch and I put it on my wrist and then the watch reset itself. And I had to go through the whole like, process of resetting it up all over again. And and I tried to restore from a backup and then that didn't work. And so I just set up it up as new. And when I did that, I mean, I did pair it with my phone, but when it came time, they're like, oh, what apps do you want and whatnot? Like I didn't install any apps. I kind of realized I get the notifications and I'm the same way as you, Brie. I use it, you know, to see my calorie count and, and like how long I've walked and that sort of thing, my heart rate. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I, I bet I've said this for you. I've said this for two years. It's become a glorified flip Fitbit that just has better fashion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the potential of it is obviously more than what you have with a Fitbit. Uh, but when it comes to actual practical use, how I use it, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it a failure, but I don't think it's fair to, it, this isn't like a home run. You know, this is maybe like a base double, maybe, yeah. you know, I mean, the, their sales have gone up, I think, cause they've lowered the price and they've. Uh, correctly pivoted from fashion to fitness, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it's like a. This was supposed to be like a genre changing category, and instead, it's it's just another you know a, a very successful you know fitness product. So yeah. the rumor is that it's going to have an LTE chip and will be divorced from the iPhone. Does that change anything for you with regards to the Apple Watch? It it does. Um, it you know Walt Mossberg before he retired wrote a really good op ed. He was talking about like one of his 
visions of what could be done with the Apple Watch was, you know, more personal area networking. So it's sort of the Metal Gear future where you've got <laughs> yeah. like cards automatically built in. That does give me pause when, you know, we saw some stories two weeks ago about like Apple um, compatible HomeKit products, like the doors locking and not working. Oh, God. That's, uh, you know, but I do think there's more potential with this. Like if I could stream Apple Music to through my watch and not my totally. phone, that would be great. But this is the caveat. You know, we all kind of, and Christiane, maybe you don't agree with me on this, but I held my nose because I never thought the Apple Watch was a good-looking product. And now in 2017, I just, hand to God, when I go on TV, I deliberately take my Apple Watch off because I don't think it's dressy enough. Um, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really thick. And if they're mm-hmm. going to be putting an LTE antenna in it, I you know, that's gonna take more battery. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they get the thinness now down to like be I I don't see how it like fixes the the stylishness problem. No, I agree with you. I mean, like I don't think it's ugly. Um and I think paired with the right band it can actually be fairly attractive, but I'm with yeah. you. It is it is thick. You know, I have the stainless steel. I, I typically wear it with with a with a leather you know band. I like how it looks. I can I can style it in an okay way. But I'm with you. It's 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 certainly not like a fashion watch. You know, I, yeah. I can get a much prettier watch someplace else. Um, but yeah, you know that that's I, I have the same concern that you do about LTE. Part of me is like, yeah, it would be really great to be able to like listen to Apple Music or Spotify or, or whatever directly from the watch and not have to have my phone with me, especially if I were going running or something. And then if I had an emergency, I could still make a phone call. That sounds great, but I have two concerns. One, as you said, battery life, because that extra radio is going to suck a lot of battery life, and battery life is already abysmal. Number two, um, I'm, I, I frankly, like already these things are expensive, and, and, and they cost more, I think, than they're probably worth. You know, you're, you're paying a whole lot for the name, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily want to spend another $10 a month to add a, a smartwatch to my cellular plan. Yeah. Like, you know, because at that point it's $120 a year in addition to what I'm spending on the watch, which will be $150 more for the one with LTE versus the one without it. Cause you know, you know, that's how that will go. And, and, and I, so, so to me, I'm like, okay, this is cool, but do I really want to spend $300 minimum so I can maybe use my watch without my phone when 99 times out of a hundred, I don't leave without my phone anyway. So I don't. You know, so, so so the value there for me isn't as substantial. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want them to go back to the drawing board and admit that the digital crown was a failure. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never used it for anything. We all only use the touch screen and you know, the 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 core interface for the phone. There are a lot of things they've they've done on Watch OS that I appreciate. The fitness app is much better than it used to be. The the faces are much better. They give you faster data than they used to. Um, you know, it's even like the OS. It runs much more smoothly than it used to. But the core paradigm of it, in my opinion, is a real failure where you get this like just nest of apps on the home screen and like you're pinching and zooming and trying to find these tiny icons, most of which is just garbage that gets installed to your phone without you even thinking about it. So it's like you have a a bunch of clothes that are just thrown on the floor and you're like (laughs) digging through it, trying to find the right thing. I want them to go 
back to the interface of what what gen nano was it that people wore as a watch the fifth like uh, that's, yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's the I, way I to do that. it yeah, yeah no i agree i mean the and that iPod? was nano? yeah there was an yeah, ipod the nano iPod. people yeah. created um watches for i did not yeah. know that Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. it was huge. In fact, one of the very first really big Kickstarter success stories was an Apple Watch uh, Nano kit, like a, yep, a kit to turn lunatic. your Apple. The yep. lunatic, yeah. I I profiled that guy Scott Wilson, and uh, that was great. I actually found my prototype that he'd sent me uh, oh because God. I profiled him um, while unpacking the other day, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, that was yeah. I kind I'm kind of with you. I mean, I feel like they kind of need to go back to the drawing board for some of the UI stuff because I'm with you. The the crown. I get why I thought that metaphor would work, but it's too complicated and it doesn't go along with anything else we're used to. We're used to touch screens and the, the granular controls, you know, you thought that you would have in that area just makes it overly complex. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that doesn't work. And I feel like if you're really going to kind of embrace this seriification of everything, then make it, you know, respond to voice commands. If that was really, you know, like, and I still don't necessarily think that's a great idea either. I, I think there'd be problems with that, but that would make more sense than, than trying to, you know, turn the dials a certain way and, and press in or press out and you never know what, you know, you're exactly doing because… On the other um, hand, holding your watch up to your mouth to talk like James Bond is bad. It, oh, yeah, I agree. Dick Tracy, I love would it. be. But, you know, <laughs> I've… I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've never to this day… Um, I maybe, maybe four times have I used Siri on Mac. You know, and I'm, I'm somebody that uses it you're a lot right. of my I've iPhone. I've never used Siri I don't Mac. use it either. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm with you. I don't use it either. I think the, the idea of just of talking to my technology is still kind of uncomfortable for me with some exceptions to for Siri on the phone because I, I think obviously for some reason we're used to talking to phones. I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, the, the idea of when I have my hands on my computer – talking to it and then i i'm never in a situation where my my hands are not on my computer and i don't have my phone so yeah it's just not something that even occurs to me hmm. I don't know. all right sorry siri um uh. so second topic of the day is microsoft vr controllers and google's version of ar kit so some developments that are happening in the affordable ar slash vr sphere. So Microsoft revealed or re- is releasing their mixed reality controllers that will work with a lot of of their laptops basically and these are starting uh in bundles of 2 at 399. So this is this is interesting cuz it's different from what Microsoft has been doing previously and has been lauded for in the genuine mixed reality space with HoloLens um which is augmented reality. This is what is being called mixed reality, but is at the moment mostly sort of a, a budget VR machine. Um, and the controllers basically resemble Oculus's touch controllers to yeah. a T, which is a great idea in my opinion. Do you think it's missing some of the fine grip controls? I mean, like I, I saw like not having the fine points of it with like grabbing it's missing the yeah it is missing some points they're not like a a one to one replica but i do think that those controllers are the best ones we have so far so yep. imitating them in any way i i don't see as a a terrible sign 
Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I think the the best part of the Oculus controllers, in my opinion, is when you can reach out and grip something, and you get that haptic feedback and mm-hmm. you pick it up. Uh, you know, the the Microsoft controllers lack that, but I do think uh, something that is a really big step forward with it is it doesn't require you to set like cameras or stuff around mm-hmm. yeah. your room. Like if you're that, using that, Vive, you've got to set huge. up the transmitters. If you're using Oculus, like I actually have to set up two cameras beside my TV and then I have to like drip this third USB cable and like put it around the room and behind me. Uh, you know, this is this technology doesn't require that, which is a, a mm-hmm. good step up. That is definitely the most amazing thing for me. Yeah, same. Because I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I, I've been I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, do I wait for the next, you know, Vive or, or Oculus or whatever? Do I buy something now? You know, like, you know, do I look at getting a, a different GPU, you know, for my computer, even though the one that I have is is good enough? Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking about all this VR stuff. And the issue with my room is that even though I have an office, a, there are a lot of boxes in it right now that I still need to unpack. But, you know, I, I don't want to deal with the room scale setup. I don't want to have to deal with with setting up the cameras and all that sort of thing. I like the idea of just having something that is able to um, sync, you know, in the inverse of, of what other do, they're doing. I think that's actually really smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, it ties into, you know, Microsoft is trying to bring uh, some, um, you know, more cost efficient uh, products to market. And I, you know, just a hand to God, the reason I don't play Oculus as much as I thought I would is because it's such a pain to set up. And, you know, seeing Microsoft go through and like bringing more consumer, um, you know, products to market that have a little bit less of that fiddliness. Mm-hmm. I do think it's coming a little bit later than I might have liked, but I do think it's definitely a step forward. And it's also very encouraging seeing them, uh, you know, working with IPs like Halo to like bring mm-hmm. that and mix them together. It is interesting because we, even, you know, in my office, there's, we have a ton of VR stuff that we don't have set up because it's a pain in the butt and streaming with it, it is really a pain is. in the butt capturing with it is a pain in the butt it's really cool technology and i've definitely enjoyed using it but there are so many pain points in in using it in beginning to use it and get into that groove um you linked a really interesting piece Brianna, from ars technica that raised the question uh, this wasn't the main point of the piece but it did raise the question do people want headsets or through the camera ar and that's something that microsoft is sort of putting putting money behind is that both the mixed reality headset and the HoloLens, which is not available at the moment, whereas companies like Apple and Google are not releasing this hardware and focusing on augmented reality that we can have through our phones. And those are two very different things, but but it is an interesting question of uh, what who is this technology for and how is it best going to catch on in the wider marketplace right but let me ask you this yeah. do we really do we honestly think that apple has no plans for a headset because i oh, don't god because i don't i i i, I think that that ultimately really? you know they're gonna be I, made I mean, fun of so much if apple releases a vr headset or a an AR headset like the Hololens. I mean, I don't know if it would be like the Hololens. I don't know what 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 case it would take. But they they've had patents. They've looked at other things. I just when I look at what AR Kit does, and it's really impressive. But you kind of want to go to that next level of immersion. 
I feel like the next step is obviously you're kind of getting a taste with, with, with AR, with the phone, with holding your phone up to your screen. That's really cool. But then you do want that more immersive experience. So mm-hmm. what's the next step? It's some sort of headset. It's some sort of glasses. It's something. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I think, you know, in, in Google, obviously they have the daydream stuff and they're kind of playing in, in both realms. We're going to talk about AR core in, in, in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of am of the opinion that everybody is, is trying to kind of do both right now and trying to kind of figure out that yeah. line. Do we want headsets or do we want to use our phones? I think that's a valid question to ask, but I also don't think that I wouldn't write off any company who's dealing with AR right now's potential aspirations to get in the hardware space if they think that that's going to have some sort of market or be more immersive Mm -hmm. um, in certain contexts. To me, neither option is ideal, I guess I would say, because in in one, I have to have this separate piece of technology that could be fiddly, could be super expensive and fragile, could be awkward, could be ugly. In another... I will say it is stunning, uh, as we saw with Pokemon Go, how immersive AR can be, even if you're just seeing it through your phone. But I do think that that experience can only go so far. The exactly. experience of being separated from it by your phone. So I don't know. The glasses maybe would be the the happy middle ground there. But I'm still not happy yeah. with, I guess, any form factor that has been introduced so far. I mean, I think it's a really interesting uh, problem for Microsoft because, I mean, just this week we saw a story about, um, you know, the city of New York made a really big investment in Windows phones and now they're having to go through and, um, you know, replace them with modern smartphones because, you know, that operating system is effectively deprecated. You know, this is Microsoft doesn't have the the kind of presence in everyone's pocket as, say, you know, uh, Android or Apple does. So I think it's in some ways it's easier for us to like see these experiences uh, through like Apple bringing a headset to market. And I, you know, it's funny because Google has so much of the the research community around AR and VR working for them, like just incredibly smart people. But it's really hard to Microsoft see how they and, and you do absolutely. Your Hololens team is amazing, but it's hard to see how they kind of you know bridge that and bring it to market. What I would like to see Microsoft do is, you know, every time I've messed with HoloLens in like, um, you know, it, it is in more of an academic lab setting. I would like to see Microsoft get serious. And like um, you, we saw this with Surface Studio, like they brought forward a product that was really a home run um, that really spoke to certain people. And it was like their dream machine. I want to see Microsoft bring the same hardware design game that they brought with Surface Book and, you know, the entire Surface line of products and really bring a standalone product to market. And, you know, if it costs more, that's fine. You know, I want to see them, like, working with their Xbox teams and really bring that to market. Like, I really want to see them bring their A game. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the AR Core announcement, Bree? Uh, you know, I think it's a great announcement. Uh, I I think we're going to see where it goes. The question yeah. is if it's going to get the, um, you know, AR kit is definitely like here in Boston. I see all kinds of people meeting up to work with, you know, AR kit in the game dev uh, community. I 
don't know if that is going to have the same response from Google, but I hope it does. Yeah, same. My, my big concern with it, I think it's a good start, but it's only going to work with certain types of phones and on certain operating systems. Now, granted that it, it's, it'll, it'll be more open going forward, but already, you know, iOS, ARKit has an install base of anything, uh, you know, a success or higher. So that includes the SE. You know, you have, you know, an install base of a couple hundred million phones minimum um, mm. that, that are already going to have access to the, all that stuff. And so you, I, that's why you st- have, you know, uh, developers and, 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 and um, you know, game makers and, and just hackers so excited about it because it's something that they can kind of create and play with and, and immediately see results on and know that it's going to be able to be used by a significant portion of um, the public. Whereas even with, uh, you know, I, although I think AR Core is really cool and it's a good first step. The, the the problems that Google continues to have getting people to adopt the latest version of their operating systems and and getting those updates pushed out and kind of mandating what sorts of chips are used and whatnot means that your audience is always going to be smaller um, and it will take time for all those capabilities to kind of trickle down and and so I wonder what that does to the interest level of developers who are saying well I can I can spend time on one platform I can spend time on another. Um, I think that that was an interesting part of the Ars Technica article that that Peter made. That, that's an opportunity for someone to kind of create, you know, speaking of that kind of create a middleware, you know, where you can kind of write a v, an, an AR or VR experience, you know, on on one platform, then it'll, you know, work multiple places. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I think is probably an interesting opportunity, just because at this point, if you only have so much time to invest, I don't know how much. Like, if you're a hardcore Android person, I'm sure you're really excited that your your Galaxy you know, phones will work and your pixels will work. Um, but you have to think about like how many of my potential users have access to these devices right now and how long mm. will it be before they have access to them? Yeah. I, 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 I'm a little skeptical about that just because VR experiences, I, to a certain degree, like the Oculus and the Vive are fungible, but I think if you're fragmenting that out further into like right. multiple kinds of headsets and things like that, yeah, this is so computationally expensive. It is so computationally expensive. And, you know, VR is an area where like small differences in frame rate, like you sit there and I, I don't know if you know this, but when you're you're making a VR game, you try to figure out where the human eye is going to be pointed. And then you do things behind the scenes to prioritize the frame rate redrawing there versus the periphery. Because Ugh. like it, it <laughs> will stop you from getting sick. Like that's that's the level you're working on. Like how many draw calls is is this going to take? If I'm doing like a, a second material and I throw a spec map on it, am I going to have to add another draw call, another pass? You know, that's a level where like really premium experiences. I think it's going to be really difficult to like you know pull a Java because like rendering yeah. a web page is a lot easier than like rendering something in you know virtual reality. Jeez. Well, should we talk about maybe <laughs> the the only summer jam? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In case you it- have not been watching the news uh, recently, <laughs> uh, your girl T Swift. Hell yeah, she's back, baby. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's so back. Christina, how excited have you been? <sighs> 
you guys, I just have a big smile on my face. Yeah, oh. Taylor's back. Um, she's she might be dead or whatever, but I don't even care. <laughs> like I I love it. I love it so much because because I you know she's gone through some pain in the last you know year and a half or so, fourteen months. You know since the whole you know Calvin Harris breakup and then the Tom Hiddleston thing and and the the Kimye fiasco. Like it was hard times to be so a Taylor much. Swift stan. It was it was hard and it's still hard now because now everybody's like, oh, I hate the song. I hate the video. I don't care. I'm I'm excited about both. I, it's not my favorite song, but the video is brilliant, and I'm I'm just very happy that Taylor is back, and and I like the attitude a lot. See, I feel the opposite way, but I am living for the drama. I should clarify the opposite <laughs> way about the video and the song. I actually enjoy the song because oh, yeah. that's the kind of person that I am. Uh, I thought the video was a mess. Really? really? That's my controversial opinion. Okay, no, tell, tell, tell us why. Tell us why, because oh. I really want to hear why you think it's a mess, because I thought it was brilliant, but I wanna, I'm want i very curious about the alternate take. To me, it was just too many uh, visual things happening at once, and like the visuals were all very cool, but and I guess that they were references. But I, like, I, I love the part. The part that I really, really loved was the part where she's standing on the tower of the former tailors, and yes, they're all trying uh-huh. to tear her down. And- but, like, if there are so, so, so many former images of who Taylor Swift is, why don't we have one cohesive new Taylor who is taking them down throughout that video? That's what I wanted. I guess that's interesting. Uh, I think that, okay. I mean, that, 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 that's fair. Although I kind of liked that it was that she's made the, the blank space character into, like, she's like, okay, that was just a joke. But since you've branded me as this, I'm just going to make this my real persona. Oh, I, I kind of like that space video. Me and too. See, that's and, the and, thing where, like, it, like I all the all the like it was super super high high touch production and everything. But every time there was a cool look, I was like, I'd like to look at this more, and then it would be gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which Joseph I guess Condre- is a commentary on the many tailors that the public sees and thinks exist. So of course, you know, it's all intentional. Oh yeah, I mean jo- Joseph Kahn, who directed both Blank Space and um, and this video, he also directed Bad Blood, and uh, uh, he's directed lots of other stuff. I think I, I do think I mean I, I'm with, there's a lot going on, and 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 if you look at like the tumblers and stuff where people have like really like dissected every single hidden message, it's kind of insane. Ooh, um, I want to do that. Oh God. Oh yeah, no no I no. There, to, there's I apparently okay in one of the scenes like when she's in the bathtub full of the diamonds. Um, there's apparently um, a single dollar visible, and that's like reference to the, the dollar she won in her trial. Oh my there's god! Also, wow. There's also apparently there's like a tossed engagement ring, and then a locket that looks like the locket that Calvin Harris gave her for their anniversary, yeah. but it oh spells out no. It spells out no. <gasps> she's inceptioning some there's, stuff. There's there's oh a thing god. where she's like driving like a Maserati. Um, down a dead end street and 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 holding a Grammy and and we all think that's a reference to Red deserved a Grammy, which you know because that was a reference from the song Red, uh, which did not win any Grammys, which was a travesty for all of music because that's in my opinion her greatest album. There, there's like all kinds of stuff, and some of it is reaches, and some of it is very clearly. You're like, oh, I see what you did there. So I, I'm living for all of that, but I, I I can understand your 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 point that there's a lot going on. I don't know. I personally. 
my favorite Taylor Swift, I've said this before, is Petty Taylor. I love yes, vengeful I Petty. Totally just like, 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 I love the Taylor that embraces the fact that she's calculating. Like, she got so mad when Chuck Klosterman asked her if she was calculating in her GQ interview in two years ago. Which was such a um, good interview. It was a great interview, but she was clearly not happy with that line of questioning. And I understand because that kind of goes against part of her persona. But to me, that's always been my favorite part of her is that she clearly sees five chess moves ahead and makes yeah. all of her plays up so that she can just dominate. Like even the way that she's selling tickets for the concert is insane. Yeah, it's it was really like, genius. So, so what she's doing um, is is uh, if you want to get tickets for her concert and the dates aren't even announced yet, but the cities are, you go to tickets.taylorswift.com. You have to sign up for a Ticketmaster verified fan account. Now, this in and of itself is not new. I, I tried to do this for Harry Styles. I tried to do this for some other oh. things. And the idea is that if you are a verified fan, you will get access potentially to buy tickets before the scalpers. It doesn't actually work in practice. But in this case, Taylor's going a step beyond not just do you register for the verified fan program, but then to earn your place in line to get access to buy tickets if you perform certain tasks like buying merchandise or buying albums or watching videos over and over and over again, you earn points that gets you to the head of the line. Now, they, she has these things called boosts that, that lift you up. The whole thing is so cynical. I, I freaking love it. Um, it, it. The whole thing is really just uh, a mission. to. to it was to help her break the Vivo record, which she broke. Her, her uh, the, the video broke Vivo's uh, uh, first day records. It broke the, the Adele record for Hello. And it, it, it scored, I think, like 50 million you know, views its first day or something. Something insane like that. But um, – to do that, like if, if you you can watch the video twenty times a day and get points for it, and you can watch the lyric video twenty times a day and get points for it. So basically, that's like two and a half hours out of your life of playing the song over and over again. Basically, so people can think that they have a better shot of getting concert tickets. Now, I'm I'm doing this, of course, even though when, when it really comes down to it, I actually have disposable income. So really, what's going to happen is that I probably still won't get tickets in this first opening thing, even from the Verified Fan Program, and I'll wind up paying a ridiculous price off of StubHub. But you've proved, you've proved your loyalty. Mm-hmm. But I've proved my loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. journey with them. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with both of you. I like dance music and EDM and no one can have like the it's it's so weird. It's like it's like being gay. Like when you love EDM, it's so hard to meet other people that really love EDM and understand it. Yeah. That you're so excited and the rest of the world is like, oh yeah, hetero. And you're like, so most of the time when you guys are talking about Taylor Swift, I'm making a shopping list or tweeting. Just to be really honest, but this song came out. And guys, it has been the most depressing week. Like, yeah, North Korea shot a missile over Japan. Like, we could be at war any second now. I was actually like, you know, the day this this song came out, I was I I really like this song. It's not because I think it's some like musical classic. It's because it's like the first real song of the summer. You know mm. what I mean? Like the thing you play with your Despacito windows down. Despacito wasn't good enough for you? It was not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this song <gasps> is. I like this song. And I love the video. I, and the thing I think is so good about this video is, and maybe it's just my perspective, but I think most people understand what it's like to be uh, on the wrong end of a, a an, an anger, <laughs> an angry crowd on Twitter or Facebook or what have you. And like when the video starts off and it's got like, I don't like your, you know, and it's a zombie crawling out of the grave. <laughs> 
I, I'm like, I know that feeling. I deal with that all the time. And I thought it was such a universal. So I don't know. This is like the first Taylor Swift song I've really gotten on board with. It's like made my playlist. So I'm, I'm just a hundred percent in on it. And this is just exactly why I need it this week. I love it. Uh, so will, will you stream the video 20 times a day for me so I can get more points? <laughs> yes. Send it my way. And <laughs> I will do that for friendship. you, Christina. Yes. Right there. For you, Christina, I will do that. God. Well, Bree, <laughs> what are you up to this week besides streaming Taylor Swift for Christina? Oh, my God. Guys, I'm going to sit down at some point and I am going to write an article or a video or something all this stupid stuff i've had to learn like in in becoming a politician primer and doing for, all this stuff i'm sorry that your primer for um citizen politicians yes what, what's the phrase for that for people who are entering public service I, I don't know i don't know but like somebody that's trying to learn all these skills it's just like a host of ridiculous yeah. stuff that i'm doing this week but i have an ad i swear to god guys i came up with this ad today and it was like an inspiration out of the blue and i called up a video production team immediately and we're having art done with it for it and i'm hoping the animation is going to be at least partially done by the time i get finished with this episode. So Simone, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we have an ad that's coming out this week that I know you are deeply going to understand and appreciate. And it's, oh God, it's, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about it next week. I need, I need to know. Okay. When, when, when the time comes. It will be either tomorrow or Friday. So you know, you know how to find me. I do. I do. You do. Christina, what are you up to? Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of uh, listening to Taylor Swift on repeat, so I can earn more more points. Um, it, I'm doing that, and and I, I'm continuing to do my weekly show on Channel Nine. This week, hey. Channel Nine. Um, what we we film another episode tomorrow, and uh, that's been really fun. Um, and so uh, if you guys want to kind of see what I do at work, that's a fun way to check that out. So. I'm putting the link in the show notes again. Uh, this week, I'm throwing all of my money in the garbage can. Um, <laughs> So here, here's a here's a fun fact about me. I when I moved away from Bothell, I left a lot of my stuff in my apartment because my friends were renting the apartment and they're my best friends. And you know, I it, it was short notice and stuff. So now they're moving out of the apartment, and I have to go finish moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. And I'm actually doing that next weekend. Um, I literally just bought tickets tonight. So I will be going back to Washington for a lightning oh. visit to pack up my crap because I am a fool who does not know how to um, schedule her time well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that jet lag is always bad coming back for me. It is. So good I'm luck. I'm sure it will be even yeah, better. Good, after yeah, good I've luck with that. How long are you going to be here? Uh, Thursday night through Tuesday afternoon. Are you going to go to PAX? No, no, it's not this weekend. PAX is this weekend and I'm coming oh, yeah. next weekend. You're, um, you're coming next weekend. Oh, okay. No, Pat's going to PAX, my coworker Pat, but, um. I might go actually. Really? You should go. PAX mm-hmm. is a good yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, Do you somebody think somebody so? offered me a ticket. Somebody offered me a ticket. I've always so enjoyed it. 
I know I, I know feel, the dis- yeah. the opinion is pretty divided on that, but No, I mean, I've enjoyed it the times I've gone and I've definitely enjoyed it more just seeing it or being a speaker at it versus yes. actually showing a game at it. Showing a game is pretty awful. It's like three days <laughs> of like working a theme park, but I don't know. I feel um I don't know. I just I feel like once you've done it a few times, like you kind of get it and you've got all the video game merch you need. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's definitely true, especially after the year when I went to every single PAX minus PAX Australia. Don't oh. do that, guys. Um, and I, I, I'm definitely in that place now where when it comes to panels, no matter what convention I go to, I feel like I've seen every single panel a thousand yep. times. Yep. Maybe with a few exceptions, because I always enjoy horror panels. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm so done with panels. Yeah. Um, but hanging out with friends is fun. I don't. Know, I haven't actually been to a convention purely for fun in so long. But I do have fond memories of having fun at PAX. So maybe, maybe my, maybe I, an old fogey, am only remembering <laughs> the golden days of yore. So Christina will have to update us if you do go to PAX. Yeah, if I do go, I'll, I'll update you guys. And when you're in town, I know you have a million things to do and you're mostly packing, but if you want to hang out. That would be cool. I, I will let you know if I'm not completely. Maybe you can hang out with me and my mom. Yeah, I'll totally undoubtedly do that. be helping me pack. <laughs> I'll totally help you pack. I will help you pack like a mofo. Christina you don't even should know. Go. get like free stuff. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can have my katana. You can have oh, my wow. uh, action figures. I left only the best stuff. You have a katana? A I have real a katana. katana? I bought it at SakuraCon. <laughs> Why? That should be in New York. You should you should have that. So many people have said that to me, and I just think that that's not true. I think it should be on Craigslist and that I should sell it for money. No, no, no. You should read Snow Crash and then learn about hero protagonist and his katana, and <laughs> uh, then you should just put on VR goggles and start stabbing people. <laughs> like That's what okay. you should do. That sounds yeah. like something I could do. You're right. Thank you for putting it in a context that <laughs> okay, I understand. Yes. <laughs> um, also, I've just pulled up a video from Washington Post entitled, Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do, Annotated. And I'm going to watch the crap out of that right after we finish this call. So on that note, uh, where can I find you online, Bree? <laughs> Space Cat Gal on Twitter. And Christina? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats at film underscore girl. And uh, follow along on Instagram if you want to see, you know, photos of the ridiculous things that I buy. Um, <laughs> in, because in addition to the KFC shirt I got this week, which was great, I actually found an amazing find at a garage sale on Saturday. I got a, a working Super Nintendo for $5. <gasps> what? Yeah. What? A guy what? who used to work at Nintendo had a ton of stuff, including really like perfect condition Nintendo powers, and I got a Super oh. Nintendo for five bucks. It took me a second to understand the words that I was hearing. I would have done anything for those Nintendo powers. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, a buck a piece. Um, yeah, I got like early ones too. So Envy. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I'm definitely going to have to buy that Lotus in uh, Seattle so I can come, like, <laughs> you can come by and play. I can just yes. steal all your uh, Nintendo Free, I want you to, like, it. pull up to the yeah. garage sale in your Lotus burning rubber. <laughs> oh, my God. You totally should go garage sailing with us in the Lotus. That would be amazing. Yeah, that Frick. would be about all I could fit in the trunk. So, yeah. like, three issues in Nintendo <laughs> so Power. So true. One Nintendo it. Power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and at youtube.com slash polygon where I will have new shows coming soon. I actually promise this time. <gasps> yes. Yay. Next week. <laughs>
Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, you should review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends all about the part that made you laugh the most. It was probably when I said I would whore for sausage. Or maybe it was... <laughs> that was maybe it. you that was screamed yep. when Christina bought a, a Super Nintendo for $5. <laughs> tell, them, tell the world how angry you are. Um, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.